Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. Top studio, Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Thursday morning. This is one of those weeks that I feel like is flying by. We are just uh, cruising right towards the weekend and a feel-good Friday tomorrow. Probably because it's been a, a different type of week, having dogs in here. And then today we're also doing something different and making history at 745 this morning. Long snapping history, the first ever long snapping collegiate commitment ever on national TV and radio for that matter will be happening as Bradley Schwartz, Peter Schwartz's son, who will be playing college football, will be making his decision this morning live on the air. Never seen anything like it in the history of long snapping. So very, very excited for that. He's going to be choosing between uh, Western Connecticut, Pace, Wagner, and LIU. So stay tuned for that about oh, an hour. snap. In 45 minutes. And I have to say, Boomer, there is not a team, and I don't think this is like local bias. There is not a team in the NFL that needs the 2024 NFL season to start quicker than the New York Jets. It is negative story after negative story after negative story. Now, McCole Hardman, he's been in the news now for two straight days as he gets accused yesterday of leaking the game plan to the Eagles because he was upset with his role on the team. And then you also had this NFL PA story come out where he pulled the players and Rob Sala is 24th out of 32 head coaches and how the team likes him. So just more negative stories on top of everything else. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning. And you're right. <clears throat> I don't think that um, the New York Jets, huh. you know, last year at this time we were talking about 
Aaron Rodgers coming and how great everything was going right. to be. Right, and, and here we are a year later and uh, still a million questions. And certainly for the Jets themselves, their offensive line and wide receiver positions, probably the two biggest question marks right now uh, for them going into this offseason as, as um, Joe Douglas kind of uh, touched on all that stuff yesterday. But, I mean, the McCall Hardman stuff is ridiculous. And, you know, I was glad, I was, I was good to... I was happy to see Thomas Morstead, out of all the people, yeah, out there actually call him out on it. Well, also Sauce Gardner, who's been very, very active this offseason and uh, pretends to be the GM, La Sauce, and basically says what guys he wants on the team, which is a little much, but whatever. Uh, he did put out there yesterday and delete, so we're not going to talk about the leaked game plan. And then that started this whole thing. And then Zach Rosenblatt, who covers... The Jets for the Athletic, he wrote something, and then Connor Hughes of SNY, he said, well, this was a thing. This was, uh, you know, this was an accusation by some that McCole Hardman had leaked the game plan to the Philadelphia Eagles, who they, they beat, by the way, uh, the New York Jets. So it, well, maybe he gave them the wrong game plan or the game plan that he was going by while everybody else was going by a different game plan. <laughs> maybe. You never, you never know. I mean, but again, you know, I don't know why, you know, these guys go on these podcasts and they just kind of let their guard down and, and go after people like McCall Hardman did, and now everybody's going back after him. And and if, in fact, he leaked the game plan to somebody on another team that your team was playing... Because it was bitter? That's pretty low. I mean, that's that, pretty low. That's one of the worst things I've probably ever heard as a teammate goes. And I know he was only there for one year, but my goodness, he showed up, and on Hard Knocks, he was so happy to be a Jet he was the one that got the big jet chain, remember? Yeah, that inspired Woody Johnson. He was into it, but then all of a sudden he gets beat out by Xavier Gibson. And the next thing you know, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm better than this guy. I'm better than that guy. I don't understand why I'm not playing. And he's so bitter that he allegedly is leaking gameplay. I mean, that that right there, he called himself a champion and he knows how to win. My ass. If he's leaking game plans with the Jets, that's as low of a scummy move as you could do to your brothers in that locker room and a guy and a general manager and a head coach that gave you a bunch of money to come over and then you just weren't good enough. Yeah, well, I'm not sure why it didn't work for him. I do know that when we were talking about this yesterday, that you have to take into account when he left here, he went back to where he was comfortable and played with the greatest quarterback of his era and that Patrick Holmes and, and Patrick Mahomes and, of course, Andy Reid. And he didn't, it wasn't like he went there and had 70 catches and 700 yards. It just was on a, the largest scale of all time. That's why. Right. I mean, and, and, and that could have been Kadarius Tony if he didn't screw up. You know, could have been anybody, really. That, that's exactly right. And, you know, we had uh, McCall Hardman on our NFL Today desk right after the game was over. He just scored the game-winning touchdown. Couldn't have been any more pleasant, you know, the joy, the happiness, the euphoria, the whole thing. I would have never thought in my wildest dreams that we would be a month removed from the Super Bowl or, what, three weeks removed from the Super Bowl, and McCall Hardman would be just trashing the Jets. I mean, like, McCall Hardman should be happy that the Jets sent him back to Kansas City. Yeah. He should be happy about that. All right, it didn't work with me and the Jets, and and I guess... What ends up happening is that players feel like, and I I know myself because I've been through it, you know, some of this stuff, that you feel like you want people to understand that whatever went wrong where you were at your previous spot, it wasn't your fault. 
that you that somehow, some way, you want to blame everybody else for the issues that you had as a player where you were in your previous spot, especially when you get traded in the middle of the season. And I bet you, now that the story comes out, that he had leaked the game plan to the Eagles, that expedited that trade. Oh, without a doubt. And it also made me think about... Remember when Aaron Rodgers was talking so much about the leaks in the building? We've got to stop that crap, and it's nonsense. And I, I wasn't even thinking that this was a possibility. I was basically saying, well, your head coach is one of the biggest leaks because he's sitting there talking to Joe Beningo about everything, and Joe Beningo's spewing it out on his weekly spot with Evan and Tiki. But, I mean, this could have been what he was referring to. One of the things, I'm well, sure. But, I mean, this is the biggest thing. Yeah, I'm sure internally there are things that they know that there's – no way that we would know unless something like this with McCall Hardman went down. I mean, the only reason we know about this is because McCall Hardman has decided to go out there and just, you know, blowtorch the Jets. Right. And then, and then obviously we, we just found out about it now and the Jets were protecting McCall Hardman all this time. We knew nothing about it. And then the second that he starts killing the Jets, obviously they're going to come back and say something about it as well. But just, you know, think about the, the, the dysfunction in this organization. To the point where we the Tim Boyle story where the Zach Wilson doesn't know if he wants to come back and play because he's afraid of getting hurt and risking his future comes from Tim Boyle's agent. And then Tim Boyle gets cut immediately. McCall Hartman's leaking game plans to other teams because he's bitter. He gets traded. I mean, what a yeah, mess. But, I mean, but that, that you know, listen, you don't expect these things to happen when you sign these guys. Yeah. Like when you're signing free agents or you're bringing guys in because, you know, Aaron Rodgers wants these guys in here. The last thing that you're expecting if you're Joe Douglas or Rob Sala is that to have happened what happened with those two individual players. You don't, you don't expect that to happen. You, it's like so far into the way that you, you would think as a coach and as a general manager, like you're trying to build a team, you're trying to build a culture, you're trying to do all the right things, and all of a sudden you have these individual players and and their agents you know, going out there and, and basically making fools out of themselves and yeah. costing the players the jobs for which they were paid handsomely for. I mean, I, I don't know, if I were Joe Douglas and I found out a guy was leaking or I could confirm that a guy leaked a... Uh, you know, game plan, 100%, he's out. He is out. But I'm not going to make a big deal out of it because, you know, it is an embarrassing story. It's an oh. embarrassing story. Like, I, I brought this guy in as a free agent, gave him more money than Kansas City wanted to. Yeah. And and by the way, you know, he came here, he was the happy happiest guy on the team. He was. I mean, in, in hard knocks, he, he really was the happiest guy on the team. And it, it, it is amazing to me that, that Rob Sala, too, the other part of this, the negative stories that came out about the Jets yesterday was you know, when they do this NFLPA poll where they're polling all the players that want to participate in this. And by the way, 1,300 players or 1,350 last year were polled and asked and answered the questions. Yeah. This year, over 1,700 yeah. responded. So, and then Rob Sala ends up on that list as the 24th most favorable head coach. So then I was thinking, okay, I would have thought that he would have been, even though he's been a mess while he's been here, I would have thought he would have been higher. The players would have loved him because he lets the players do whatever the hell they want to do. He doesn't chastise them for any of the social media crap. He's always inspiring them with money and contracts, and he's a player's coach, and he's an attaboy guy. So I'm thinking that even though he didn't have any success, if the players get pulled and how do you like your head coach, they're like, oh, he's great. 
He's just positive, never yells at me, lets me do whatever I want. I mean, it's great. But now you're telling me that they don't even like him that much to put him in the bottom third of the league when it comes to head coaches? What does this guy do well? You know, the other thing that this all comes on on the top of, or along with, I should say, is the Deion Dawkins comments about the Jets. Right. Yes. I mean, it's just why is it nobody needs this season to start quicker than the Jets? Right, exactly. So, you know, and this is all happening around the Combine, so the entire league is out in Indianapolis. The media is out there. All these different uh, general managers and head coaches get a chance to talk if they want. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, we're being inundated with all this this news. Well, you know, the Bears are the most important team right now because they have the number one uh, overall pick, and Ryan Poles, their GM, has got to make some decisions here. I think he's already made the decision. The question is, is when is he going to trade Justin Fields and who is he going to trade him to? But these other teams, and when you think about the way that these, these coaches were ranked by the players, you know, the other guys that were after Rob Sala, many of them have been fired. Yes, Josh McDaniels being the worst, and he was fired midseason. Arthur Smith. Yep. Ron Rivera. <laughs> All those guys are fired. I'm, I don't know if Frank was on that list. I think he was probably on there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I just, it's, you know, I, I feel bad because I thought the Jets went all in last year. They tried to do everything they possibly could. And within four plays, the season was over. I mean, even though they beat the Bills that night. Yeah. You know, they, they beat the Bills at the beginning of the season when the, when the Bills were really good. And because if you remember after... That loss, the Bills went on a little bit of a run there, and then they had to go to London. Yep. And, you know, I found out about scheduling a little bit in the NFL that most teams can request when their buy is. Okay. And if you are a team that is selected to go play internationally, if you want your buy after that international game, that's up to you. You can take it right there if you want it. The league will say, yes, we will work in a buy for you. And Buffalo didn't want their buy. That, so it wasn't the league that screwed. It wasn't the league that screwed them. And so, yeah. you know, Buffalo decided, hey, look, we, we're, we're going to do this. Uh, there was no experiment or any of that other stuff. I was told that it really did come down to these teams trying to select when they can take their buy. Now, obviously, not everybody can have their buy in week 10. There's got to be different ways you got to move things around. But they will say that if you will have an international game and you want the buy the next week, you know, they'll they'll work that out for you. Yeah, interesting. And that's what's kind of put them back, set them back during the season. Then they had to fight back and, of course, run into the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, lose again uh, to Patrick Mahomes. But I, I don't know if there's anything that can happen this offseason for the Jets to have a positive feel about the team going into the year. Is there anything that they could do in the draft or free agency? Like, okay, Devontae Adams isn't coming here. We know that. They, because- they need that Right now, they need to rebuild their offensive line. Priority number one. Well, you know what's going to happen. They're going to sign David Bakhtiari. He's going to come here and play four snaps like Aaron Rodgers did, and he'll be out for the rest of the year. Oof. Because he's he's now available, so you know he's going to be here. I would be. You know he's going to be here. I would be. Well, depending. Listen, if they they told me he would take uh, the veteran minimum, I'd bring him in. There's no reason not to. But I'm I'm not paying him, you know, some sort of ungodly sum because his injury history... You know, with the Packers is significant, and you got to be careful about that. I don't look. Th- this is this is going to be the most important off season for the New York Jets and the people that are working over there. General Manager Joe Douglas, our buddy, and of course Rob Sala, because if they go and have another off, just awful year, 
then Woody Johnson's going to pull the plug and he's going to go in a different direction. And this will be the end of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, here the, anyway. It would, it would have to be, and then then you got to clean up that mess because of all the people that Aaron Rodgers brought in. There'll be more this off season. I mean, I would be absolutely shocked if David Bakhtiari wasn't a New York Jet. But again, it's all about how much. Well, it'll be however much he wants because Aaron Rodgers is going to want. No, no, it's not going to be that. You're going to tell me that they're finally going to stand up to that guy and be like, "No, we can't pay him that much." They they can't because of the salary cap and all the the salary caps going up. Yeah, it is going up, but it's not going up to where you can you know spend an insane amount on a tackle that basically is towards the end of his career. It won't be an insane amount, but I don't think it'll it'll be somewhere between insane amount and veteran minimum, but. They're not going to insult him with an offer. Uh, with- I, I don't. I you know may, maybe you're right. I I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I would would Aaron want him? I guess he yeah, would. Of course he would. I don't They're even like know what friends. kind. Of, I don't even know what kind of condition he's in right now. And I, it, and I don't know what kind of money he would want. And that is a big thing right now. It, it is. But when the quarterback runs the organization, and nah. we can go and say what. Well, how does he not? You know, the quarterback would be running that organization had they gone, you know, maybe to the AFC Championship game and he had, a, you know, an MVP-type season. You know, given all that went on here and all the stuff with, you know, the Pat McAfee show and everything else, uh, I I would be reticent to think that they are as engaged as they had been last year trying to get him here. Part of trying to get him here was to, to make sure that he had people around him that he was comfortable with. And that started with Nathaniel Hackett. So they did that. And now it's a different story. Now, you know, everybody's ass is on the line right now. Everybody's yeah, ass is everybody's job is on the line. You know that. I, I know that. And who's the most important person on the team that's going to keep their jobs? Aaron Rodgers. And if he's not happy and he's a problem, then it puts them in a... They painted themselves in a corner with this. They just did. Well, listen, the injury, nobody expected the injury. Come on, man. No, I, I know, know that, happens, but, but my, my point is that if you're telling me that this offseason, they're not going to listen to Aaron Rodgers as much as they did last offseason, I'm sorry, I don't believe I, that. I, I think it's a different feel. I think that you know maybe they will consult with him. Maybe they will ask him to make some calls to certain players that he would like to play with. Maybe that's... What he would do, but even he tried to back away from the thought that he's running the team. Like you know, he he's like, hey, if they need me to, you know, go out there and recruit some players or kind of incentivize some players, to come here, I'll do whatever they ask me to do. I'm not telling them what I want to do. I mean, that 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 to me, I, I appreciated that from Aaron because I think, look, getting injured, there's nothing you can do about it. But I do think that there's a level of uh, disappointment. Maybe a little bit of embarrassment, the way the whole thing went down for Aaron. And I think right now it's about let's keep my head down. Let's work. Let me make sure I can get myself as healthy as I possibly can. And that this Achilles is going to be 100% when I come back for OTAs. And I'm going to try to lead this team maybe a little bit differently than they did last year. Well, we'll we will see. But I, I mean, if... if... <laughs> I mean, Randall Cobb came here, and he he probably runs about a, a, a seven-second 40 at this point. And I don't think anything has changed. And David Bakhtiari could lose a limb in the offseason, and he's going to be the left tackle of the New York Jets. It's going to happen. It just is. He runs the show. And they need him to run the show. Because if he doesn't succeed, then all those guys are out of a job. It's over. They've already they have tied the cement brick to their ankle. And they're either going to sink to the bottom or Aaron Rodgers is going to untie it for them and they're going to stay afloat. 
But that's what it is. This offseason is going to be exactly the same as it was last offseason as Aaron Rodgers is essentially the de facto general manager. Last thing for me on this one, on this one is that I, I just think that if you're Joe Douglas, it's it's your job. It's, it's not Aaron Rodgers' job. It's your job. And you're the one that's got to make the decisions. You're the one that's got to put the team together. You're the one that's the boss. And I would suggest to him, as I have done, by the way, to take control and do what you think is in the best interest of the team and how you can get them better. And it's not about pleasing somebody else at this point. This is about you building your team the way you want it. And I think their defense is good enough and they can, they can, Figure out how to see if they can keep Bryce up. I don't know if they will, but their defense is good enough. They've they got to figure out their offensive line somehow. That is the priority number one. And then, of course, bringing in a backup quarterback and maybe two wide receivers of some of some significance. Maybe, you know, and I'm talking about $15 million wide receiver. I don't think they can afford that either. Yeah, guys like uh, Mike Evans and like, uh, like LaSauce Gardner wants to wants to have on the team. Uh, all right, Boomer and Geo just getting started on this Thursday morning. Jerry Reck will have an update for us just a couple of minutes. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network on this Thursday morning. Jerry Recco is here, ready to give us an update. What's up, Jerry? We are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And brought to you by Jackpocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. So you guys were talking all about uh, the Jets there in the opening. So a few things here. Uh, number one, Joe Douglas making it very clear about Zach Wilson. Free to look elsewhere. And we can finally uh, close the book on him. We've given them permission. Um, to talk to other teams about a trade. Um, I'm going to circle back with Brian at some point, um, either this week or next week, just to see how those conversations go. But um, other than that, 
there's there's nothing else to report. I imagine Bryce's his agent, who he's who he's referencing. Yeah, there. I would I would think so, and I I think he's going to look good in purple. Huh. He's not going there. No, to the Vikings. What do the Vikings need? Something. What are they going to do? Uh like you guys, like your your team is like in a weird spot right now. Because I mean, you know, Kirk Cousins could come back and lead them and still have a great offense, but I kind of feel like. That team recognizes what's happening around them with Green Bay, Detroit, and Chicago. And somehow, some way, they got to kind of retool their team and they got to get younger because all three of those teams in that division are all young and all on the rise. Yeah. Uh, I think that the general manager out there wants to draft a quarterback and draft one of the top quarterbacks. And I have a fear that he's going to trade future first round picks to trade up. That was a rumor last year that he wanted to trade future first-round picks to get up to draft Anthony Richardson, and they didn't end up doing it. So who who is the quarterback do you think that he's got his eye on? That I don't know. Because he's not getting Caleb Williams. He's not getting him, but I I don't know if it's Drake May or or Jaden Daniels. I'm not sure. But that's what I think. Just bring back Kirk Cousins on a two-year deal. I think they will if they can't get the young guy that they want. Hmm. And they can't draft the guy. But they, they might. I mean, he's going to get Kirk Cousins going to get somewhere like forty-five, fifty million dollars a year from who? Somebody, somebody's going to pay him. Uh, it could just... be the Vikings. It could. I mean, who, it, this is one of those things where I don't think that there's one team that's absolutely targeting him right now that as the number one. I think they're kind of seeing how things fall. Uh, just that's first. what I'm saying. So there, there are about a handful of teams again, as there are every year, that have a quarterback situation that is unsettled. The Raiders have that. The Atlanta Falcons have that. Uh, you know, I don't know what the Tennessee Titans and and Brian Callahan, their new head coach, think of Will Levis. They may have that. Um, you know, there'll be guys like Ryan Tannehill out in the street. I I, I just you know, it's, it's kind of an interesting dilemma for the Vikings because they they've had a great offense with Kirk Cousins. They have, but I think that the general manager out there wants to have a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract and build around that player and not pay the quarterback a third of the salary cap. That's what he's thinking, um, but I don't know if they're going to be able to get that guy where their draft position is and the draft capital that they had without trading either Justin Jefferson or the next three years worth of first-round picks. Well, that's the thing. If, he, if they trade Justin Jefferson in a package, now it's a little bit different story. Now, the team that trades for Justin Jefferson is going to have to have the money to be able to pay Justin Jefferson. That's right, because he's not under contract yet. Or he hasn't gotten that second contract right. yet, that big deal that you know he's going to get. Impressive. Very, I think very impressive. What? You you both were talking about the uh, the soon-to-be rookie quarterback that's going to be drafted first. And you said that it fluid. Like, it just came out of your mouth, Caleb Williams. Like, there was no hesitation. There was no pause. Well, what's Not that as lead? easy for others. What's that the franchise you? passed on Mahomes. Yep. You got a guy up there. Now, I think yep. he's a little overrated, but you got Khalid Williams. Uh, you got the kid from USC there. The kid from USC, <laughs> Cabbage Williams. <laughs> he, uh, he's up there. I think he's a little bit overrated, crying in the stands. Khalil Williams. <laughs> Whatever his name is. He's up there. Kala, Kala, Colin Williams. Williams. Shaquan Barkley's friend. <laughs> He's up there. You could take him or maybe Snake Dre uh, from North Carolina, maybe. And then he went the Mike route. The kid. Uh, the kid. 
A kid out there in center field. Oh, funny. So I commend you guys. Very well done. Well, thank you, Jerry. Mm. The Washington Commanders did not get rave reviews from their players, but maybe mm. with a new coach in place uh, in Dan Quinn, that will change. He is their new guy, and he can't wait to get going. Why wouldn't I be fired up, man? Like, I got one of 32 jobs in the world, and, like, I plan on having a blast and kicking ass. And there you go. New having T-shirt in Washington. Kicking ass. <laughs> have a blast and Now, let's fix ass. the plumbing at, uh, <laughs> at, at the stadium. <laughs> what the hell is their stadium called again? Uh, is it FedEx? FedEx? Well, it was FedEx. It was Field. FedEx I don't know if it Field. still is. I don't is. know what it is anymore. Hmm. They, they need know. a new stadium, but in the meantime, they have to fix all the problems that they have right now in the present stadium. And they, that's going on. Believe me. It's plumbing issues? Everything. I mean, Dan Snyder let that thing just completely run down. Hmm. Uh, Xavier Babudar. Better known, I don't know if I pronounced that right, but uh, better known as Chiefaholic. He pled guilty to three charges in federal court Wednesday due to his connection to several bank robberies across seven states. Uh, he faces 50 years in prison for his crimes. Uh, after all this, his attorney met the media. His name is Matthew Merriman. From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing, and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. Come on. But today... Xavier stepped into the pressure. <laughs> he took responsibility for his actions. Uh, that's great. He's like Scott Boris there. I was going to say, does he work for Scott Boris? <laughs> Maybe. Wow. I don't know. Holy God. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't realize. You should have I... robbed the banks here. He would have gotten off. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> well, maybe those weren't reported. Who knows? Right. Um, so, yeah, that's some more football coming up next hour. Uh, the Rangers lost to the Blue Jackets a few days ago, as we know. That stopped their big winning streak. Last night, they got right back to business. Taken away by Eric Cabranson. And he started to clear. He lost it. That is the great Sam Rosen on MSG. They would uh, add a couple of empty net goals in the third and win 4-1. Artemi Panarin had one of those, another along the way. 40th win of the season for the Rangers, who take over the top spot in the East. Peter Laviolette, happy to see the bounce back. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good. I think we've done a pretty good job all year of playing a team that we you know, had recently played and not gotten the results we wanted and coming back and... And putting a win in the column, so that was good to come back just a couple of days later and do that. Yep, 40-17-3 and three now. Artemi Panarin, I don't remember, I've played him before, maybe this yeah. has been the case, through a translator. Yes. I didn't realize that. So here was Panarin through a translator. What was the difference this time around against this team? The coach definitely tried to whip us back into shape after, after Sunday. But then again, this is hockey. We were definitely a little bit tired, and it, it's hard to single something specific out. Igor Shosturkin made 30 saves. They had a, on, uh, a February yeah. to remember, for sure. Lackluster, kind of middle of the season, really strong February. Uh, come back and win this game last night. It wasn't pretty. Uh, you're playing when is a win? When is a win? It's two points. They're the first team, the 40 wins. Still think you know, that they have to add a couple pieces if they, they legitimately want to go. To uh, you know, to the Stanley Cup and win it, and you know, they got the goalie who's now all of a sudden playing great. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't playing great in the middle of the year, but now all of a sudden his game is really stabilized and he looks like the old Igor. And and they got to get more out of Mika, and they got to get uh, they got to get a right wing that can actually play with Mika and Kreider. That's and they're not breaking them up, by the way. They they're going to keep them together. They penalty kill together. They do a lot of stuff together. They just need somebody over there that can play with them. 
somebody that's fast enough, somebody that shoots, somebody can go get the puck and understands what, you know, how they play. And then they also, I think they also need like a third line legitimate checking center because you take a look at these teams, you know, they, every, every one of these teams has like a, like either one or two really good lines. And you don't want to be out there with like second and third year players. You, you, you got to have some grizzle and you got to have some, you got to have some veteran in there. Tonight, the Islanders in Detroit, Nets and Hawks on the fan. The Knicks face the Warriors. The NBA did deny the Knicks' protest from that loss in Houston, saying, quote, they did not demonstrate a misapplication of the playing rules. Uh, one really interesting game of note last night, the Clippers were crushing the Lakers. Uh, it was a Clippers home game, too. And then in the fourth quarter, the Lakers absolutely destroyed them. LeBron with eight to shoot. LeBron head down, driving, got it to Rui, another three. Good! Lakers lead! 109-106. Yeah, they wound about scoring them in the fourth quarter, 39-16 for the 116-112 win. That was Lakers radio with the call. So afterwards, Ty Lue, you blow a 21-point lead. He says, yeah, well, the sun will come up tomorrow. I feel I good, man. It's over. You know, it's one game. Um, played well for three quarters, didn't finish the game. You know, I um, I never, like, let one one loss or a bad loss, you know, take away from what we've been doing and what we've built. Amazing. 12 minutes, how badly a professional oh, team that has Kawhi, it's just amazing. Well, they're 37 and 20 as I, well, I too, know. you know. A good team. Wasn't this LeBron James's biggest fourth quarter comeback as a as a player as part of a team? I think I, I read that. Somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, well, there, yeah, yeah, there is. There yeah, is on the screen. Largest Pretty comeback wild. of LeBron's twenty one year career. Twenty one point deficit in the fourth quarter. Yep, big story out in Los Angeles. Uh, St. John's continues to so three straight losses. Rick Pitino goes off on his team, and now three straight wins. Glenn Taylor Jr. rattles in another three. Glenn Taylor Jr. now five of seven from distance, and St. John's ahead 82 to 56. John Minko with the call on St. John's Radio. They not only only won on the road at Butler, they won 82 to 59. They clobbered them. They get to 17 and 12, 9 and 9 in the Big East. Uh, That game on CBS Sports Network, too. Uh, Rick Pitino, a guest afterwards. They played brilliantly. Great on defense, great on offense. We're really getting a lot better as a basketball team over the past three weeks, and you like to see that fundamentally. So Are they moving laterally? <laughs> yeah, they have no lateral quickness. <laughs> you, stay, you still miserable, coach? That's a good road win, though. It's a, a great road, road win, road especially win for a team night. who desperately needed yep. it, and they, they blew him out, and you could, you could say that that rant worked. I still think it was over the top, and he had to... to to bring it back a little bit, but hell, it inspired them, and they're playing oh, great brought, basketball. He brought it back, all right. And you know, when I think about lateral quickness, and you you get surprised by certain things that you see in the world of sports, and one of the things that surprised me the most was Al's lateral quickness at third base when we used to play softball. Mm. I mean, he was like a cat over there, like a vacuum. Right, Some days. left, right, left. Also, on your knees. I, I thought I had lateral quickness when I faced uh, that free throw shooting contest where I was really moving at the last Boomer and Geo Live. I was all over the court. Well, getting speedy Claxton. <laughs> yeah. All over the court. Yeah. I don't know about all over the court. I mean, <laughs> you were eight feet away. Yeah, yeah but I was moving laterally. <laughs> okay. Uh, Seton Hall lost at Creighton 85 64. You got Rutgers, Michigan tonight at uh, 8 30 over at Jersey oh, Mike Serena. Oh. You want to go? <laughs> You're wow. sleeping on the couch tonight? No. no. No, I will go home after that. Uh, the Mets beat the Cardinals 3 nothing, and for the first time this spring. Oh, yeah. 
And Pete oh, hits yeah. one to deep left field. That's going to lead the yard. Alonzo's first home run of the spring. And the Mets have a one nothing lead in the fourth. That was Gary Cohen on SNY. They won 3 nothing. Trace Thompson did homer again. The Mets will take on the Astros tonight. I think that's a 6-0-5 start. Jose Quintana will be on the mound there. And the Yankees face the Marlins. I believe it's 6-30 down in Florida. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. One hour from now, we will be making college football history on the show. It's the first ever long snapper commitment to a college that's ever been broadcast on national TV. Snapperhead. Bradley Schwartz, son of Peter Schwartz, will be announcing his commitment to one of four schools. Oh, so snap. The coaches and... and the coaches don't know. So the, the coaches of these four schools will be tuning in and watching this or listening and uh, or streaming on the Odyssey app. So the head coaches and the coaching staff and the recruiting staff at Western Connecticut, Pace, Wagner, and LIU will be locked in and three will be disappointed. We're going to have the hats lined up here in front of him. Three will be disappointed and one will be ecstatic to get the number one Long Island rated long snapper uh, committed to their program. How snapper. Long- yeah, okay. How long have we been talking about long snapping with Peter? Oh, I my feel like God. Four years? At least four years. Right? At least. So, I mean, it's a big deal. This I is mean, a huge deal. And Bradley's a great kid, and, and uh, you know, I, like, I'm actually kind of excited for it. I mean, I'm, you know? I'm very excited for it. And Bradley's the smarter one of the two of him and Peter because... I had proposed this idea to Peter, and Peter goes, oh, well, we were going to have a party, and he was going to announce it around his family and friends. I said, hold on a second. We're giving you an opportunity to do yeah. this on national TV. No other long snapper's been able to do that ever. So Bradley heard that, and Bradley was like, I'm, I'm in. in. I right. want to do yeah. it. Yes. And we'll have a party later to celebrate, you know, some other time we can just celebrate. You know what? We have to build Bradley's brand. Ex- that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And by the way, there's already someone, this is not a joke. This is a real thing. Someone is already working on a nil deal for Bradley Schwartz. There you go. For when he goes to college. I don't think he's allowed to do it now. But when he's there, someone's working on a a name, image, and likeness deal for Bradley Schwartz. Right. I mean, this is a huge deal for him. Now, uh, I I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you do. Because you're a little bit closer to this. Because you've been dealing with Peter a little bit more than I have. Uh, do we expect Bradley just to be a long snapper, or do we think that he has an opportunity to be a starting offensive lineman? Or I'm, I'm trying to think he was an offensive lineman in high school, right? Yeah, no, he was. Uh, I, I think that 
once he's there, wherever he commits, he's going to have an opportunity to be an offensive lineman. In oh, a good. Way. All right. Um, but he is being recruited as, you know, the he goes there, he starts, he's the long snapper immediately, bang. Bang, done. So, but I'm sure he'll That's get an opportunity. A, like, people take that for granted. <sighs> How could you? I mean, really? I mean, it's the kind of thing that Bill Belichick loves. Oh, Honestly, it's... you sit down with Bill Belichick, you talk long snapping, punting, field position, kickoffs, you know, uh, Matthew Slater. I guarantee uh, you Bill's I, watching this morning. 100%. He's, he's watching this. Once he heard that this was the first ever long snapping commitment on national TV, he is 100% watching this He's thing. knee deep into this to see where this young man's going to end up going. So there it is right there, the graphic, Bradley Schwartz. Uh, Long Island High School Football Journal All-Region Class A team. New Jersey Rubio Long Snapping Camp finalist. U.S. National Training Camp. Uh, Nassau Suffolk Football League Super Bowl champion. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he is, he's, he's got that resume. And today he's going to, uh, it's going to grow. And I got people here too at, uh, CBS Sports Radio. Pete Bellotti, Andrew Bogish, uh, Andrew Perloff, Maggie Gray asking what time this is going to happen because you could just, you could feel the buzz in the building. You could feel it. So we are excited to be uh, less than an hour now as the Schwartzes are on their way in. Uh, how is it possible that in this NFLPA survey yeah. that the Kansas City Chiefs, when it comes to ownership and facilities, end up 31st out of 32 teams in the National Football League. Well, you know, they've been around for a long time. They haven't changed much. I know that they, they did try to improve Arrowhead Stadium. Um, you know, I don't know what their practice facility is like. I've never been there. Uh, there's a lot of weird things in this survey. I looked at it, and if you play for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you're four years or less into your contract and you want a single room on the road... Mm-hmm. They make they charge you like an extra seventeen hundred and fifty dollars. That's right. To opt like, out of like, having a roommate. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like stupid stuff like that. You know. And then it was like I was reading about the Bengals. Yeah, and uh, you know they're complaining that the Bengals only serve three meals twice once a week. I think. Like when I was there, they served anything. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to, we had to bring our own food, and I and I I often told you I don't know if I ever told you this story, so. We, we would have to bring our own food, or the guys would have to go out and get the food. There mm. was no DoorDash. There was no delivery. I mean, guys weren't eating Chinese food because there was only Chinese restaurants. were the only ones that were delivering back in the day. Sure, yeah. No, so, not even pizza? Not even pizza, no. Wow. So uh, so the great Sam Weish, the late great Sam Weish, took up a, a cause in Cincinnati that was really, really close to his heart. And it happened to be homeless men. That lived and worked, didn't work, but kind of lived down where our practice facility was. Okay. And it was like a big thing for him. You know, like it was his his cause and he really immersed himself into it. Homeless women, not so much? It was, it was, it was homeless men. Okay. Mainly homeless men. And no, it was all homeless men, I think. Then, then it may, it may have grown out to more of the homeless in, in Cincinnati and everything. So we had this practice facility and Sam had a meeting with us and said, hey guys, Anybody who has any food left over from lunch, I'm going to put a box out in the hallway. Please put some food in the box. You know, because uh, we, you know, these guys don't have anything to eat. The soup kitchen doesn't really have great food, whatever. So I bring in extra food. Other guys bring in extra food. 
maybe some guys that you know had some extra food you know from the order that they made tried to put some food in there right yeah. so three days goes by and you know people are putting food in there but the food is disappearing and there were guys on the team that said well you know, I don't have to buy my food now. I could just go to this oh. little box and take the food out of this, <laughs> right? And so this is a big, this is a big scandal. That was, you know, that's, with the, with that's, the that's, a, that's a scum spot. If no, I well, heard I it. mean, but you have to understand. You can't that. be taking the food no, out of the I homeless mean, mouth. I, but you got to understand. So because now what was happening is that because Sam was doing this, he was attracting these guys. Like to the building, to the practice facility. Yeah, sort of like if you leave a can of Coke out in the summer, there's going to be a yellow jacket. Or something, yes. Yeah. So the guys were coming to the facility, and the players didn't like the fact that we had all these homeless guys coming to the facility. What a dynamic. And why is that? Because the homeless guys were going into the cars and ripping off stuff out of the cars. Oh, my god! So we had a we had a players-only meeting, and I will not mention the guy's name, but he was a... Big defensive lineman. Okay. And he stood up there and he basically screamed at me <laughs> in the meeting and said, You gotta go tell Sam why you get the damn homeless out of here. <laughs> like, what? I'm not gonna tell him that. It's like, they're ripping off our cars. And I'm like, he goes, and stop with the food, because that's why they're coming here. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. We're in the middle of an NFL season. <laughs> so i got to go into the head coach's office. And I'm like, Sam, listen, man. The fellas are not happy. The fellas. <laughs> the fellas are not happy. The fellas want the homeless out of they, here. They, they want to help you. Uh, they'll, they'll show up places. They'll help you. They just don't want these guys here because they're claiming that some of their cars are getting ripped off. Like, I do stuff is getting ripped off yeah, out of yeah, their of cars. And he goes, well, tell them to lock the cars. I'm like, oh, my God, Sam, I can't. I'm not going back in there and tell these guys who are angry as hell. <laughs> I mean, it was, I, you you could not believe some of the stuff that was going on. No, in I, I can't. I don't think I've ever. It I, was, I, you've ne- I've never heard that story from you. That it, is, that, had you ever heard the uh, Great Chicken Massacre? Yes, yes, I that told you one. That you told story. me that one. Yes, okay, but yes. this one I had I had never heard. This one. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, once you get that going, it's hard to put the genie back in the bottle, right? It's impossible. Well, I you, mean, yeah, get out of here. I don't think so. They're like, giving me free food. I just tried to explain to Sam. I said, "Look, we all want to help, but you know, you are a football coach, and we are a football team. Yeah, yeah. and our number one priority." right now is to be the best football team we can be right. and not have the distractions right. that we tend to have around yeah, here. We can't have a parking reasons. lot full of bums out here. <laughs> God's sakes, Cody. I mean, and, you know, the population grew once they found out that it was oh. like yeah, it's free like food. The, yeah, like seagulls, you know, when they, they, yes. they, they tackle at one another. I mean, and it was, I don't know, it was, it, I, I was never in a weirder situation than that. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so... Stop complaining, today's NFL players. I don't know what these other guys went through. <laughs> no which is, idea. Which is silly survey. You have no uh, idea. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network. Quick break, Sportsman, and we'll come right back right after this. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.